0: Wednesday, September 4th, 2019, and you are tuned in to HTM Sports right here on the HTM Podcast Network at hittingthemarks.com. My name is Jargo. That's my tag team partner. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the real. RBV Rick. It's been a couple weeks since we've done this. You remember how to do the sports show?
1: Let me, let me let me warm this up here. Let me warm this up. Is this how it goes? It's me, it's me! It's that auto-defeated me. Rick Victory back again. Hashtag HTM Sports. Did I get that right? I, I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, All okay. right. Uh, hashtag HTM Sports. And you know what? We did take a little break, but that's okay because you know what? We were we were in training camp. We were getting geared up. We're getting ready for you know the you know the meat and potatoes of what this show is about. And it's football season, baby. We are geared up. We are ready to go. We've got a lot to talk about on off the field. What's happening? Mainly circling around, you know, centered around week one in the NFL. But hey, I know we're going to sprinkle in some other topics as we go along today.
0: Yeah, this is basically your week one preview for the NFL season. The the preseason is finally out of the way. Rick, there's been a lot of talk about the preseason. Did you watch much preseason football at all this year?
1: You know, I'm more of uh, I like looking at just, you know, as we do on the regular, you know, that's what we do. If it's here at hashtag HTM sports, if it's at the hitting the marks pro wrestling podcast, if it's Mondays in the locker room with Tommy and media group, you know, we, we go a little deeper. We go beyond what you see on the field, in the ring or numbers people. Right. And, and that's what interests us. So those are the stories I've been following. And sure. i you know, I'll look at the highlights, uh, maybe, get a couple clips of how a big player should be performing, but I want to see on paper what you're doing. I want to see what the offices are doing, the movers, the shakers. Right now, that's what the preseason's about. You know, setting up how you're going to position yourself and, and kind of getting your camp, you know, keeping them happy as you go into, you know, this this hell of a, a roller coaster that is the NFL season.
0: Well, I guess let's go ahead and we'll kick things off with our lead story. I was going to lead with Jared Goff, and then at about 6 o'clock this morning, it came across the wire. Ezekiel Elliott has signed with the Dallas Cowboys. He was expected at camp today for their first practice leading up to the New York Giants game. $90 million, $50 million guaranteed, six years, Huckleberry. This is a lot of money to be given to a
1: running back, man. But we were talking about, you know, what do we invest in the preseason? You know, what is the importance there? Uh, apparently, there was a great deal of importance when it comes to Jerry Jones and his management team and figuring out their financials. You know, they were, they were pretty set stone there, they, they, but it's very Jerry Jones-esque. You know, you don't show your hand. He's got the ultimate poker face. It seems as if he was prepared to move forward with a different committee, uh, going in a different direction with his running game, <laughs> Hey, they got to the boss. You know, maybe this would have been the plan all along. Who knows? But Zeke down there, uh, he has busted the bank, and he's got to be one happy individual right now.
0: Is this going to be the exception to the rule, or do you think that this is actually going to reset that running back market?
1: I'm going to lean more towards. Uh, I'm going to lean more towards the exception because there's nothing normal about the Dallas Cowboys and how they handle their business. You know they—they they truly are the they truly are the Wild West. They are the Great Circus, and there's and when you look at this this big market, and you're still looking at you know the sample group of these running backs getting, you know, getting these big paydays and how, you know kind of what the production is, the results at the end. I don't know if it still justifies this. You know, I. Now, am-
0: Go ahead. I, I know that there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there celebrating today. They they feel like they still have their hopes for a Super Bowl alive now that Zeke is going to be back in the house. But Rick, there was another big signing that kind of went a bit underneath the radar yesterday, and that was Jared Goff. Jared Goff has kind of reset the quarterback market yet again. And if Dak Prescott's going to get the same kind of money that Jared Goff is getting, I'm not sure Cowboy fans should be happy about this because... At a certain point, you're going to have to start cutting the rest of the talent that's on that team when you're paying Ezekiel Elliott 90 million, 50 million guaranteed. If Dak Prescott ends up getting, you know, 110 million guaranteed, right around that 32 number, it's going to be a scary days for the
1: Cowboys coming up real soon. You know it just, This really reminds me, of the, you know my uh, my over the top lifestyle here. Uh, this reminds me of so many individuals that I know, and I'm going to compare the Dallas fans to this. You know, it's like getting you get paid on Friday, right? And you're having a blast all weekend. You are you are the, the life of the party. Everyone at the bar loves you. But on Monday, you're lonely. You're broken. You're hungry.
0: Yeah, and, and there ain't
1: nobody around. Yeah, and,
0: and you know, so. You, That's not even including the Amari Cooper deal into this thing. I mean, there's going to be some hard times coming up in Dallas if they plan on keeping the triplets together.
1: Well, you think about setting these new precedents and you raise the bar each and every time. Yeah, it's great for a little bit, but what is the shelf life? I also want to talk about these two as well, and I know it's a little bit different from the quarterback position to the running back, but these are are both going to have ripple effects across the league. But really in this running back thing, this is going to be a defining moment I really like to – you know, we could sit and talk in real time what this means to that market, but let's, let's pull up the crystal ball. Let's look forward. I mean, this, this is either – you know, this could be, you know, a, a, a revival of sorts for that running back position, or this could absolutely break it. I mean, what if something happens? What if he's not producing? You know, I, I don't wish this on anyone. What if an injury happens? Right. Well, and it's, what is that too? the thing is, there's no
0: way this deal is going to go for six years. I mean, I know that and you know that given Ezekiel Elliott's age and the amount of carries that he already has, they can cut bait on this thing in three or four years. This is where that 50 million guaranteed absolutely becomes the most important number. The 90 million over six years. Rick, how many, you know, 30 year old running backs do you know that are still going out and just
1: tearing things up? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he gets nowhere near the end of this deal. And people are going to hang on that big number because that's the attention grabber, right? But when you look at that number, you go a little deeper. That's That really has nothing to do with this. It's about that guaranteed money. And still, this in itself is very significant. It's I mean, it's great financials for him.
0: Oh, it's absolutely. This is a great deal for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not doubting that whatsoever. But now let's take a little bit of a look at the Jared Goff contract extension. He signs four years, $134 million. The difference is $110 million guaranteed. In 2019, he's going to make $4.3 million. In 2020, that goes up to $22.8 million. Dak Prescott's going to demand that same kind of money, isn't he? Well, you got
1: to believe he's going to be right there. I mean, he's got to – when you look at the resumes and all that, and just those pure numbers, I think, you know, maybe he comes up a little short. But when you talk about the importance, you know, the overall importance to a franchise, Prescott, guy, I mean, he's got a great argument, doesn't he? Well, I, let's look at Goff's numbers
0: first. Goff, uh, since his – being the 15th pick in 2016, 9581 yards, 65 touchdowns, 26 interceptions, 62.1% completion. Oh yeah, by the way, you know, there there was that whole Super Bowl thing. Um Dak Prescott is going out and he's winning games, Rick, but how much of it's that offensive line? How much of it's Ezekiel Elliott? Like Dak Prescott looked like a completely different quarterback with Amari Cooper last year. They were 7 and 2 with Amari Cooper. How much is Dak worth to the Cowboys at this point?
1: Well, you know, again, this is going to be very telling of this 2019-2020 campaign. You know, these guys are going to have to go out there so same what they did last year and improve on that Moving forward, and you've got more, and you've got more of that spotlight. You got a hell of a lot more pressure on you than golf does. You know, under his circumstances. Well, I
0: think that golf deal is going to get real interesting too. The the nice thing about the golf deal is it's spread out over four years, so it's actually a total of six years. Um, six years from now, twenty two point eight million dollars. That might be like pennies in a bucket for somebody like Jared Goff. The problem is the way the salary cap is right now, this is going to set the Rams back a bit too, going into next season.
1: Well, it's, it's, if you're the Rams and you're looking at your window of opportunity inside the NFL, Jargo, you know, this just as well as anyone else. I mean, you've got a small opportunity. That thing is going to slam shut on you at any time. So there are, they're at a, they're at a spot right now where it's everything full steam ahead, especially playing into the market that they're in, and just you know, just not inside the NFL, not even their own competition. They're not, but just you know, sports and entertainment in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, what the Rams are going to be the fourth or fifth most popular team in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, you look at, I mean,
1: really look at right now. You look at the buzz around LA. Uh, let's say you know the past. Even since you know the NFL draft, you know, even for say since since the Super Bowl ended. Yeah. Have I mean, you heard any talk? Have you heard any talk about the Rams?
0: Well, and we'll talk about the Chargers a little bit later as well, and, and they're even further down. But I mean, when you got the Dodgers with one of the best records in baseball, you've got everything going on around the Lakers and everything going on around the Clippers. Like best case scenario, you're gonna be coming in fourth.
1: Yeah, you've got – just inside the NBA, you've got two, t- two teams in your in your market that are the top two favorites to win a championship. They have been the talk of an offseason. They haven't even – they're not even playing anything yet. you are getting ready to suit up right now. now that was all the – that was the talk of the town, what's going on in basketball. And even inside of that, you've got the Dodgers sitting at number three, and they're one of the hottest teams at baseball looking, looking to get back to a World Series, you know, maybe grab another championship there for the city. And then even – then I'd say even at four, you're a distant four.
0: Yeah, a You have got four. to
1: win. You, you've got to win when you can. And that's just inside of the sports world. There's everything else going on out there in Hollywood that's happening that's got all the attention going on. So you, you've got to – you've got to attack win, when you can. Because that window is going to slam shut on you at any given moment.
0: Yep, absolutely. So just kind of looking at the NFC East now, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, way too early prediction. Who do you think wins the NFC East?
1: This is going to be one of those uh, wrestling-esque stories with inside of, of the NFL, you know, this is going to be one of those, those great rivalries back and forth, positioning a chess match each and every week. And I think it's going to be more interesting to see not just who emerges as a champion, but can Dallas keep it together? Will they self-destruct? I mean, they are their own, it goes, hey, it goes back to, you know, the great sitcom Dallas, which yeah. was, you know, was a, was a, you know, a primetime soap opera and that's what this franchise is, and that's what people watch this franchise for. They're America's team for, for multiple reasons, not just because they were used to be beloved and they were the All-Americans on the field, but you know, then they, they kind of they, they went into this. Uh, they were one of the original reality shows, if you will, yeah. and it reminded us a lot of professional wrestling because you have so many characters. There's so much drama going on. You've got Jerry Jones, who was in the NFL version of the evil Vince McMahon,
0: yeah, I'd like that. Is one of the best comparisons you've ever made on this show. I think
1: <laughs> that, that's why you tune into you know anything that's going on in the Big B. Yeah, Jerry's Jerry's
0: the star, and and everybody else is just the supporting cast. And it seems like Steven's going to be the same way.
1: And and, and and then you've kind of got you know you Philly. You're worried about Philly fans, but Philly's kind of that you know that blue collar, that hard worker. We're down there in, in Dallas, man. I mean, you just picture it's the Wild West. You just picture Jerry out there in the parking lot is like the guy from The Simpsons. you shoot his gun. Yee haw! Shooting him in freaking air, you know, after every practice, get everybody going here. That's going to be the interesting story. But to go back to your original question there, Jargo, I, I think outside of all the drama, I'm going to go with, with the, uh, the working class, the blue collar guys up there in Philly to squeeze this thing out.
0: Let's talk about another team down in Texas, and I'm talking about the Houston Texans. Huckleberry, the Texans have been very, very active here the last couple of days. Number one, moving Jadavion Clowney to Seattle. In return, they get defensive end Jacob Martin, defensive end Barkevius Mingo, and a third-round pick. Then they turn around, and they go to Miami, and they pick up Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills, for two first-round picks and a second-round pick. Um, I think the big one there, as far as Houston is concerned, is Laramie Tunsil. Deshaun Watson was sacked 62 times last year, and at least now they've got a decent left tackle to help protect him a little bit. But of course, Jadavion Clowney is the one that's getting all the press here. There has been a whole saga going on around Clowney and refusing to sign the franchise tag, and then the team said, okay, we're going to trade you, but Clowney had a, a trade refusal inside of his contract. They wanted to move him to Miami, and Clowney was like, hell no, I'm not going to that dumpster fire they end up settling on something up in Seattle and Houston has to go around to Miami to pick up Tunsil a little bit inside the back door Rick is this all because of Andrew Luck like Andrew Luck retires and suddenly there's no premier quarterbacks inside of the AFC South we've got JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney we don't need both of these guys
1: well, I think you know really what this is about. If you're the Texans, Jargo, you're you're kind of like vultures right now, right? You would that, think that yeah. one, that that one contender you had, man, you're you're smelling the blood, you're circling, you're ready to just start pecking away. You're going to start making moves to set yourself up to dominate this division. You know, for what would you say, maybe three, four years to come?
0: Well, you would think, but you know, we also saw the Colts extend Jacoby Brissett and. I actually really, really like Jacoby Brissett. I think I like him a lot more than most people do. I don't think the Colts are going to take a huge step back. I still think the Colts very well could end up a playoff team.
1: I was going to say you know you like him more than most people do. I'm going to point out someone that I know that you don't like anyone on the Colts more than this individual, and he is our very own Robin Nelson of the Wrestle Podcast, which you can hear each and every week here, and at hittingmarks.com. He is an absolute guy hard Colts fan. I reached out to him last week, you know, when everything when when the Colts universe was was crumbling. And I said, you know, know, we're going to be talking about this here on hashtag HTM sports. I want to go to a source, you know, one of our inside guys that absolutely loves this team, Mr. Nelson. And when I asked him about, you know, what, how he was feeling, what's, what's the vibe amongst his, his fellow cult nation friends and all that. He was very optimistic and I'm not even optimistic. He was extremely positive. He still believes in this team. He thinks they're going to move forward. He still thinks they're going to grab this division. And he's very excited for them to build on what they had last year.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a real, real solid addition. Do you think that his contract extension was more of a, okay, Indianapolis, don't push the panic button? Was that just Jim Irsay, like making a statement to the fan base? We already have the guy in-house. Don't worry about it.
1: But you think, you know, it more goes to, you know, maybe they had that belief there that they, they were set for something like that. But you got to look at timing, and you do have to, you know, you do have to reassure and make people feel good in a time of panic. So that kind of gives people reassurance, or, you know, reassurance. Sit back, breathe a little bit. It's going to be okay. We made the playoffs last year. You have to believe in the NFL. It's not about one player, it's not about one position. This is top to bottom. You know, it's, 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 it's again use a professional wrestling reference here. Everyone's worried about main eventers and championships. This is this is a show from the open to the main event, and it takes all the players in their roles. And that's what the Colts right now. They're going to have to go back to philosophy. You know, this is this is team. You know, the old cheesy saying: "Together, everybody achieves more." They are truly going to have to fly by that this year and keep their fans rallied around them. And to be completely honest, you know, they're, they're in a perfect position as we had talked about earlier, even before this luck announcement that the South is, is one of the all around weaker, you know, weaker divisions inside of football. So they're yeah. going to have an opportunity to, to achieve great success. I
0: like the the clowny trade for both Houston and for Seattle. Seattle gets themselves a pass rusher. Of course, they're out there. They've got Kyler Murray. They've got the the newly re-signed Jared Goff. And uh, then they also have Jimmy Garoppolo out there. Seattle's going to need a pass rush. It seems like they're putting together that defense again out there on the West coast. And I like this move for Houston picking up Laramie Tunsil because Deshaun Watson has absolutely got to step up this year and be the face of that franchise alongside a JJ Watt adding a really, really good solid left tackle. That's a real good
1: start. Yeah, I think it's, you know, overall it's kind of interesting to see these teams that were questionable you know, maybe second, third, or could steal their division that are making some big moves right now.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at week one inside of the NFL. We got a couple of the games that we wanted to highlight here, Um, but I want to start off with hurricane Dorian. Yeah. We've all heard about this crazy hurricane going on out there in the Atlantic ocean. Rick, as I was putting together this run, I realized Three of the games this week very well could be affected by this hurricane. We've got Baltimore going down to Miami. we got the Rams going to the East Coast to go against the Panthers and Cam Newton. And then we have the Chiefs going down to Jacksonville to take on Tony Khan's Jaguars. I don't know if any of these three games are going to happen this week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting these next couple days and I had a point on my notes I wanted to ask you about, Chargo, and you, you kind of know this I mean, this affects TV and advertising. If you know something's not going to happen somewhere, are we going to see the NFL maybe get away? Because, I mean, this is hurricane season. Are we going to see them stop scheduling home games early in the year for some of these 17 centers?
0: You know, I heard a great conversation about this last night. I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, and he was talking about how he thinks that they're doing this on purpose, just so they can flex these games, and like you know, all of a sudden you have a Tuesday night game, or you have a Wednesday night game, and they're doing market research with this, like they're actually planning this out.
1: Wow, I mean that, that's pretty deep, you know that's insightful, I mean, but you kind of think about it. It's, it's pretty genius where they're staying within their norm. You're, you're not really freaking people out as, as we both know that we've worked in events and television and marketing and all that. People always scream they want different, but when you really stretch those limits, it freaks the consumer out. Now, if it's beyond your control, they'll buy in and give you some leniency. So maybe they are looking at this. Okay, what a Tuesday night game. I mean, this kind of, this stresses my imagination. Could you see a possibility where we have? I mean, we've already got Thursday. I hate it. We've seen Saturday games. games. We've got Sunday. We've got Monday. Yeah, I, did you see where they try to add another night? I mean, is that oversaturating the market?
0: Manipulated market research, right? I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to—manipulated market research. The problem are, the,
1: when you when you look at like you look at the college game, I mean, they're actually on five nights a week. Now you might not get the top quality, but people that just that, you know that just love football or sit around, maybe nothing else to do, they'll, they'll turn on a Miami of Ohio versus. Uh, Illinois Tech or something like that.
0: The problem becomes when you start flipping all this stuff around and say you want to do a Tuesday night game, the problem becomes what do you do then next week? You know, you you have a short week coming in and then you have a really, really long week. And what about the other teams? And it just becomes a scheduling nightmare. That's one of the things I hate about the Thursday night games. Like, you know, Green Bay and, and Chicago today was actually supposed to be the first day of practice. They actually started yesterday just because they're playing on Thursday night.
1: Well, and, and you do, and then you have to talk about, you know, it's not even just that week. I mean, you got to transition not even to the next week, which is such a chore, but then you got to get people back on their regular schedule, you know, going into that, that two weeks away. And you gotta deal with like you, you kind of deal with this in your real life. I mean, you're, you're up five days a week. You're all night. And then you get your weekend Flip and then you then you stay up and then you got to, then you're supposed to go to bed at a normal time and wake up at, you know, at eight in the morning. Yep. I mean, that's, that's gotta be tactic.
0: Yeah. It gets to be real old real quick. And especially this early in the season, this is one of those things where, you know, if you win, okay, great. It's just, you know, business is normal. If you lose you have ten days roughly to sit and just focus on that first loss, and we've seen a lot of teams just start slow out of the gate when they lose that first opening Thursday night game.
1: Well, we're going to get to that, and I got some bad news for your team, Ben
0: Yeah, well, I'm not too really worried about it, really. Uh, let's let's go ahead. We'll we'll jump into Week One Thursday night, first game of the season. Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. Hey, you know, you wanted two teams that dislike each other. This is a hell of a place to start. Bears are favored plus three. They split the season series last year, last meeting. Chicago won in Chicago, 24-17. Week one last year, these two teams also played in Green Bay. Bears start out 20 to nothing faster than hell, lose the game. 24 to 23 of course this year it's a little bit different look packers we have matt lafleur as the head coach and we, we've heard a lot about the matt lafleur and aaron Rodgers relationship rookie head coaches zero and five in week one last year and rick i i, I expect chicago is going to win this game tomorrow night
1: uh, that's that's absolutely what i'm going with here is i look at at your beloved packers there mr jargo and i, and I look at those cheese heads I see a lot more holes inside of that cheese, and I know you kind of you've got this idea in your head that you guys might be able to compete for this division. I, I think coming out of the gate, this is going to set a perfect tone. What do we got? Vegas has got what the Bears plus three, plus three at home.
0: You get three points. You get three points for being at home anyway. This is basically a pick'em in Vegas. Is
1: it- they're kind of looking at a pick and I think what really worries them, though, is that this thing is, you know, this is the grand opener. This is going to kick everything off. Emotions are going to be running high. Such a great rivalry. I think the Bears are going to come out and put it on them. I-, I think your Packers are going to be up to a slow start. I- I'm actually looking for a little bit of... Uh, a luck s performance from your boy Rodgers, I think it's going to take a little time for you guys to get on track this year. This
0: is all going to come down to number 52 in Navy. That's really what it comes down to. If you can keep Khalil Mack away from Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers gets any time in the pocket whatsoever, he will carve up that Bears defense and then spit them out. I have absolutely no question about that. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Packers over the course of his career, but that it's that 52, man. That fifty-two. Well, that's it, what worries
1: me. Meant he, he's owned the Bears, as you're saying. Yep. Over the course, uh, but with Mac, he is. I think he's ready to put on the ultimate road warrior performance. He is channeling his animal and hawk. Been following him over social media the last couple of days here, just to see you know get inside the mindset of that game changer. As you had pointed out here, what is going on with inside him? And I think he is hungry for this thing. This opportunity, and what a great opportunity and, and such an honor to kick off the season. I mean, why did they, I mean, this, is this the first time since they went to this opener on Thursday that they've gotten away? from the defending champs opening and we're going to uh, just a traditional rivalry.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the reason for that is television because the defending champs are going to be on Sunday night and more people watch the Sunday night game than they do the Thursday night game.
1: When you you look at that matchup and I did it, I had that in my notes to kind of answer. I thought it was maybe kind of twofold. It's obviously advertising its ratings and and then maybe like location, you know, who's you know who's gonna try up these games, what do they want? And you know, we've talked about before, you know. It's not that the fan base is shrinking, but the the features get so much of, of these great you know, these great accolades that you want to pull back a little bit.
0: I think that Packers defense is gonna surprise some people. It's gonna start tomorrow night in Chicago. Uh let's talk about a game that you're gonna be in the house for, Huckleberry. The Tennessee Titans go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are favored plus six. And Huckleberry in the house. Is this going to be a cakewalk for your Cleveland Browns?
1: Hey, this is going to be this. You want to talk about statements and opening statements. This is exactly what is going to happen here. This team is ready. I'm sitting here right now on the beautiful shores of Lake Erie. Not so far away from from cleveland and the stadium where everything's going to go down this is going to be a very exciting time a uh, reason i want to be a part of it not necessarily that you know that that i am a Browns fan but just to take in that atmosphere to, to see what that fan base is all about because i know how passionate they are and how long they've been waiting for something like this it's going to be a tr- tremendous moment to be a part of to experience i think they're going to go out there and put it in on put a, just put it on him.
0: I think a lot of this is going to come down to Marcus Mariota because there was a chance that Marcus Mariota wasn't even going to be the week one starter for the Tennessee Titans. They brought in Ryan Tannehill from Miami, and he was just absolutely burning things up in camp. Rick, is there any chance that Mariota gets pulled and Tannehill becomes the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans this year?
1: I I, I absolutely believe that. And now I guess the question is, does it happen during this game? <laughs> Uh, you know what, what? How long is the leash?
0: Well, you know, I mean, how long are they going to let him go? I think the biggest thing is going to be the Titans have to realize that that offense needs to run through Derrick Henry and not their quarterback because I'm not real big on Mariota or Tiana Hill.
1: Well, I don't, I don't think you know that anyone's you know they're not going to light the world on fire. They're not Pro Bowl, but you got two competitive dogs in this fight, man. They they're growling, they're hungry, they want to go after, they want to go after that big prize, and they're going to chase it down. They, they want to be you know they, they want to be the favorite amongst that fan base. and they're both trying to prove themselves. And it's, it's going to be one of those stories within a story where the competition's just going to be you know, I would say incredible but interesting. Speaking of
0: interesting, we've got one on the west coast. Indianapolis Colts go to the now Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers plus six and a half, which I, I thought was a, a bit alarming. Um, of course, we talked about Andrew Luck and Jacoby Bursette. Uh I guess the real story in this game is going to be for the Chargers. Melvin Gordon, his holdout continues. I don't think the Chargers are going to give him Ezekiel Elliott money. What does the Chargers offense look like without Melvin Gordon?
1: Yeah, well, right now, you know, they're going to have to make their adjustments. They're not going to—they're obviously not as, as you said, they're not going to to break the bank as we saw in Dallas. But they have to come to some sort of mutual agreement here. Uh, I think they—they they need each other. Each of them need each other to move forward and hope for for bigger and better things here. Uh, the Chargers are one of those teams. I'm really on the fence. On the fence on Jarco. I, you know, they were right there they They could have been two games better. They could have been two games worse last year. What are you really staying with them right now?
0: It's a tough one. it's It's really tough. the The only thing is you have to look at Kansas City. and it's a matter of how much do you like Kansas City because if you if you like Kansas City a whole lot, that puts the Chargers in second place. That makes them a wild card team. And as a wild card team, they're one of those teams that can sneak in there and just absolutely wreak all kinds of havoc until they're forced to fly all the way to the East Coast for a playoff game. And then they go out and lay a turd like they did last year against New England. I think Phillip Rivers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks of our lifetime. I've always been very, very high on Phillip Rivers. But Melvin Gordon just gives them that whole different dimension, especially pass catching out of the backfield on third and short. I don't know what the hell to make out of the Chargers without Melvin Gordon.
1: Well, you know, it, it's really one of those multi-talented, multitasking running backs that, that I feel are, are much more accessible, that you can pick up easier than, say, a Zeke. You know, who is that workhorse that's coming through? You can get one of those scat packs so much easier, you know, from anywhere. So I, I don't really believe that there's an, an, over, an overly need, you know, for just a single individual when you can replace it, you know, just with a, uh, a brand X.
0: They're going to be one of the more interesting teams to follow this year, I think. Giants at Cowboys, of course, one of your feature matchups of the week, even though the New York football Giants, everybody anticipated this, is going to be absolutely terrible. At least they're not the Miami Dolphins. Cowboys plus seven in this game. Rick, any chance that the Cowboys come out and they basically, you know, to, to relate it to a pro wrestling context, show a little bit of ring rust and the Giants can pull off a shocker here?
1: I think if you're the Giants, you absolutely are loving your situation here. You know, we, we laid out kind of what, what the big D is, what Dallas is all about. It, it is one of the original reality television shows. It's about the drama. It's everything else going on. You're, you're the Giants right now, and you're coming in as you know, the ultimate rival, but you are so under the radar, and you're someone with the experience. And even if everyone's so down on him you know, with Eli Manning and all that, you're ready to go. You are a professional. You've been in big game situations like that. You're going to get your teammates rallied up. You're letting them know. It's you against the world. I mean, no one's expecting you to do anything. No one's even talking about you. It's more about what's going on in their sidelines, in their press box, in, in the suites, in the front office. They're not even considering you when they're talking about this game. This is the ingredients for the perfect storm. You're talking about a storm hitting Florida. There might be one hitting Dallas. I think they're going to give a fight. But I just don't think they have the manpower to do it. But I, hey, but I wouldn't be – I would not be shocked as, you know, as we do our quick review Monday in the locker room as we're sitting here next week talking about you know things that just kind of blew us away. You no know, pun intended with the hurricane and all that. That blew us away if, if, the, if the Giants went down here and did this.
0: You know, it, it, this game to me kind of screams track meet. Um, I, I understand that Dallas defense is going to be really good, but you and I both know Eli Manning going into this season, there's going to be a couple of times this year where you're going to see that old Eli Manning come out and just light the world on fire. Saquon Barkley, fresh legs, opening game of the season, Dak, you know, maybe he's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's forcing things a little too much. Zeke hasn't been in camp. I could see this thing getting turned into a shootout real easy down in Big D.
1: Well, it wouldn't be the first time they had a hell of a shootout down there in Texas. That's for sure.
0: Let's talk about the big game Sunday. Sunday night, Steelers at Patriots. Patriots plus 5.5 at home. Brady 12-4 and in his own openers throughout his career. Rick, this 5.5 line, you talk about a chip on the shoulder. The Steelers already have a huge one coming into this season. There's even talk of Big Ben as an early season MVP any chance that the Steelers go into Foxborough and shock the champs?
1: Man, this is a tough one. It's just, when you look at everything that's on the line here, and you've been putting this over. You know, sitting here in, in AFC North Country, and people, and it's, and it's almost, you know, it's, it's the rinse and repeat. It's the same old song and dance. Each and every year, people are counting the Steelers out. And it's someone else's turn to claim the crown, the rule of division. But for you know, since, since they went to this format, even back when it was just the AFC Central, you know, championships ran through Pittsburgh, and it still rings true. But when you bring in this interesting dynamic now that where a, a division championship runs through the conference champions, the Super Bowl champions, it, it brings up a different perspective. I think even in a loss, you can still learn a lot from the personality and the determination here of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is going to be very defining of what of what Tomlinson and Ben Roethlisberger can do under a Steelers regime that is truly theirs. Five and a, a know, half weeks. The, the, the side attractions are gone. The side attractions are gone. Uh, the, the drama, the headaches are gone to say, but now it's on you.
0: Five and a half points. You think Pittsburgh's taking that as a slap in the face?
1: No, I think, you know, with all the changes that they've had, they understand this. And this isn't a regular, you're not going to go, you know, the give me three points, pick them with a the defending chance, especially when you're the New England Patriots at home. I think this is best case scenario for them, five and a half. I mean, in, in some rights, this is damn near a pick them that they think Pittsburgh has that much of a chance to be in this ballgame.
0: I, I think I would put this at a pick-home. It would not surprise me at all if this game comes down to a last-second field goal Sunday night. Not one bit. On either side.
1: Monday night games. Well, and, hey, you know, you're you're a Brady guy. You, you follow this team. Um, they, they traditionally are a little slow starters. Not saying they don't win games, but they'll play close games early.
0: September... The Patriots don't care. September they, they they treat September basically like an extended preseason. They're gonna be throwing shit against the wall and see what sticks, and everybody's gonna be talking about how Brady's too old and Belichick's out of touch, and then you know, come the middle of December, it's just gonna be the New England Patriots sitting atop the AFC as the number one seed going into the playoffs. We have seen this song and dance before. Don't be fooled this time. If the Patriots do start slow, would it surprise you to see Gronkowski on the field this year? Wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. I know he keeps saying no. Robert Kraft's got a lot of money. Let's talk about the Monday night games. We'll talk about them more extensively inside the locker room this Monday. Hacker Texans at Saints, Broncos at Raiders. It's going to be a Monday night football doubleheader. Just what the WWE wanted. Rick, I'm almost more excited for this from the WWE perspective, just to see what their ratings do on Monday night. But, you know, that Texans at Saints game, that could be really good.
1: Well, yeah, this, you know, we're talking about, Looking at this lineup here, you know, real quick to drop this in here. hashtag Htm Sports over on ESPN Fantasy Games under the uh, the pickem the pick'em, uh, section there. Just put in hashtag Htm Sports Passport Htm Sports. You can join us, and right now we're up to about twenty other individuals. They're going to be, uh, you know, each and every week, go spread, picking the winners and see who's going to be the king of the huckleberries when it comes at the end of the year there. But look at, you know, look at through this week one. There's some tough ones. And you're, and you're looking at teams that are looking to define themselves, coming strong out of the gate. This is going to be right there. Now, we you know, this is AFC-NFC. So, obviously, they're in they're completely different worlds here. But you want to you set a tone. You want to show the world what you got here. And down in New Orleans, they've got that chip on their shoulder. they still got a bitter taste in their mouth of what happened last year. You've got to believe they want to come out firing. As we've already talked about here on the other side of that coin, over another sideline, the Texans are making a bunch of moves. They do not want to stumble out of that gate in their quest to claim, to claim, um, you know their. They're the AMC South,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vegas Pick of the Week. Now, the, the way the Vegas Pick of the Week is going to work, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to find you an upset game that you should bid on the underdog. Not saying that they're going to win, but I think that they're going to cover. This week, it was an easy choice, Rick. You've got the Washington Redskins going into Philadelphia. Yeah, Billy's going to win that game, but Vegas is giving them 9.5 points. No way! I'm absolutely betting on Washington if I'm laying green this weekend.
1: I have to. I have to agree with you here, Johnny. We look at nine and a half points. You know that's the equivalent in college of like a twenty-one to a twenty-five point spread. I mean, when you get up, when you get up over a touchdown, that's almost unheard of.
0: And and I feel like people are just sleeping on Washington. You know, Case Keenum is going to be their starting quarterback. He was brought in basically by Adrian Peterson. They shared time up in Minnesota. I, I I feel like people are just overlooking Washington altogether because you know maybe they finish, you know, six and ten for Washington. I would think that that would be a win. But this is one of those games where it's just like nine and a half points. That's absolutely insane. You absolutely bet the dog.
1: You got to take anything. You know, I've always thought back in my gambling days. You see anything seven, seven and a half. You, you, get, you perk up. You chop up. You get really interested in this thing. Now, make sure you're doing your homework, that there's not anything really hidden in there. Uh, but it, it's got to be if you're looking to get anything on this week's lineup. And it, this, is, this is a big one.
0: Finally, to wrap things up... Give me that hell, yeah!
1: Yeah, that's right. We got a new segment. It's
0: the Stone Cold Locks! Thanks, Steve. Um, Rick, I, we, you kind of brought this up to me. I thought this was a good idea. We're going to kind of do our own pick them this year. Tell the people how this thing's going to work.
1: Well, we, we went through a multitude of ideas, you know? We were going to do, like, four, three, two, whatever it was, like, the very basics of it was, we're going to give you each week our absolute stone cold locks. We are guaranteeing no spread that this team is going to go over strong on their opponents. But oh wait, but oh wait, cue the music. Here comes the general manager out to the stage because you know there's got to be a catch. There's always got to be a catch. It can't be just that easy. So the general manager comes out to the stage and in they informing us. Jargo, RBV, yeah, you're going to have your Stone Cold Locks. You're going to get to make two of them a week. But once you select a team, they are off the board. You cannot select them again. So if we look at this, we break into the numbers. We're going to give you two a week. This is going to run up into week 16 because let's be honest, does anyone care about week 17? No. I mean, everyone's sitting anyway, right? The, the playoffs are set. and We don't want to waste our time with it. So we're going to go week one through sixteen, and we'll, we might come up with something a little a little bonus fun for week seventeen and into the playoffs to keep us going here. But we're going to give you each week our stone cold locks. And once we pick a team to go over strong, they are off of each of our individual boards, and we cannot use them again. We're going to tally it up week to week throughout the year, Jagger. We're going to see who's uh, who's got the better mind of the of the creators of the Huckleberry club.
0: And what's funny about this is we had discussed this. And then of course, in the middle of the night in the darkness where I live, um, I, I went ahead, I made the run sheet for the day. And of course I had my two stone cold locks on the run sheet. And you were telling, you were giving me hell before we started recording today because you had the same two.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing. You know, we've only been at this thing for two years together. But it it's, it's almost like we were separated first somehow. <laughs> if you look at us individually in our lives, people would be like, these two, how the hell did these two ever get together? <laughs> I mean, what the hell is going on here? But when you break it down, it, it's, it's repeatedly. You know, there's times you, you know, you'll know you send me a direct message. It's something like, yeah, I just shared that or I just read that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I, like, hey, check this out. Jarca, and you're like, yeah, I'm talking about that with the family right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It's just the way it is here. So, yeah, we, we actually have the same. So I've altered mine a little bit.
0: Okay. Well, number one, I, this one just seems like a give me. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks over strong to absolutely just wipe their rear ends with the Cincinnati Bengals. I, Rick, I, Cincinnati is going to be one of these teams that's going to be hashtag tanking for Tua. Yeah,
1: I, I don't want to go and... I don't want to go that deep into that end of the pool. When I look at this bangle, when I look at this bangle schedule, and maybe it's just, it's, it's my heart talking a little bit. And maybe it's because I know a little too much about this team. I actually think if they overachieve, if things fall away, they could get seven wins. Oh,
0: I think you're insane.
1: I'm more inclined to go with, you know, what the experts are saying. It's a three-win team. But I look at the schedule. It is not that tough. And they've got some good home games. they got some – there's teams they can beat on certain stretches. I like there's certain breaks where things fall. Best case scenario, you could see the Cincinnati Bengals win seven games. But I, I'm going to done. – I'm done being a homer here. I'm going to agree with you this week on this one. This is the one I did keep that we are going to share. I am going to go – Seattle over Strong, over the Bengals, and even if there was a more promising Bengal team right here, what really gets me, they are absolutely atrocious when they travel to the West Coast, especially up to that, that rainy MSG ridden shithole known as Seattle. They, they have a terrible record up there. Seattle's a team on the move. They're, they're ready to you know, go after the Rams there. This is not going to be a good day for the who day.
0: Speaking of shitholes, for my second pick, let's go to Big Ray's hometown, New York. Yeah, the New York football Jets. Yeah, they're going to be taking on the Buffalo Bills. It's a battle for the shithole of New York. Rick, there's a lot of people that seem to think that this game is going to be closer than I think it's going to be. I'm going with Jets over strong on the Buffalo Bills.
1: Well, I think the only thing this game is going to be close in is to the bottom of the ratings. Yeah, And that's coming from strong markets, okay?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, though. You know that New York market will still tune in to watch the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 regardless of how bad they are.
1: Well, you know, this is more of a battle of, uh, you know, Ben Hamid versus Big Ray. You got upper New York versus the boroughs of New York. Upstate versus the city. Yeah, you got a little bit of a battle there. I would agree with you, but I'm not going to use that as one of my picks. Uh, I, I, I'm just thinking about this for the long haul because we've got the entire season to do this and I don't want to be torn inside. So I'm going to go ahead and get the great state of the OHIO out of the way. I already, it, it pains me that I had to put the Bengals down on my other picks. So I'm going with my winner this week, a guaranteed, and it's going to be a highlight reel for ESPN, the Cleveland Browns over the Tennessee Titans.
0: You know, I feel much better about that Seattle over Cincinnati pick than either one of our other picks. Like that's the gimme game of the week, right? Seattle and Cincinnati.
1: Oh, certainly, certainly.
0: Zero percent chance for the poor Bengals. Hey, I'll
1: give I'll give you an upset of the week because we didn't talk about it yet because it's kind of a it's kind of a downer week. I couldn't take the Bengals. I'm gonna call it right here. University of Cincinnati is gonna shock the world. It upset the Ohio State Buckeyes Saturday at noon. Wow. Huh. Well, well. And if they don't, and if they don't, I'll drink 10 shots of whiskey.
0: <laughs> you just want an excuse to get drunk. I see how this works. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's edition of HTM Sports. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. Then be sure that you visit the entire HTM Podcast Network online, hittingthemarks.com. Catch us Monday inside the locker room. We'll be talking a little bit about both the Texans at Saints and the Broncos at Raiders. Until then, you can find me across all social media platforms at not Jargo. even though I'm probably not going to talk to you. RBV, how do the peeps, the freaks, and the geeks find you?
1: Well, you can uh, keep up with all things Rick Vickery across all social media platforms at The Real RBV. As I previously mentioned, encouraging everybody. You want to get in on the fun, get in on the action with us here at hashtag HTM Sports with our own NFL Pick'em Challenge. We're over at ESPN Fantasy Sports. Just go to, I think it's under Gridiron Pick'em. You go there, just do a search for HTM Sports. The password is hashtag HTM sports put you right in you can sign up join in on all the fun looking for other links you can catch us on our personal social media go to hitting the marks hitting the marks podcast network our official business page we're everywhere Uh I many media group discussion group the gorilla position discussion group PW hustle discussion group last word on wrestling discussion group you're going to find it anywhere just make sure you get in on the fun for this NFL season it's going to be a hell of a ride
0: that's it for this week's show we'll talk to you Monday inside the locker room for now we're off like a prom dress see ya